Yes. Women be shopping. Women do be shopping, and people don't be talking. <laughs> and then about dropping. It. Yeah, and then dropping, <laughs> getting murdered. I think that's what the full expression actually is. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's us. It's the Idiot Box. It's KT. It's Zandy. It's me, Dan. And today uh, we're talking more Columbo. Hello. Uh, Columbo is up up to it again. He's solving crimes. He's asking questions. And they're the right questions. And this week's episode is uh, A Friend Indeed. That's the one we did. How is it spelled? Uh, it's it's spelled in space, D-E-E-D. So it's A Friend Indeed, oh. like, which is pretty clever, if mm-hmm, you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you want to watch this episode before you listen, uh, you can check it out on Amazon. It's season three of Columbo, I believe. I'm pretty it sure it's, it's the season, season finale. Three. This was, and it was season finale for a reason. It was a pretty, a pretty big episode for, for our old pal Columbs. Not a long one. It was like an hour 40. It was. Yeah, it was. But it actually flew by. It did. Yeah. It, other uh, than the, other than the commercials. Like the most Columbo episodes, it felt. Real tight, real succinct. Like it, it got to the point real quick. Uh, like, like every single Columbo episode when it started, I was like, "Fuck, am I watching the right thing?" Yeah, because it always starts with two guys I've never seen. Right, it's very disorienting, and I think that's kind of great. Yeah, I, I love that about it, but I forget that it's like these days. I feel like every show beats you over the head. Absolutely. Where it's just like, just as a reminder, Jason Statham is in this film, so he's in the first scene and he's explaining everything. As like, I, I, I think I said this in the last episode, but you know, you think of like modern TV is so edgy and so uh, like breaking iconoclastic, but in some ways like seventies TV is much more raw. And, you know, like for example, Columbo had like, like a neck, like shaving, like a, like a razor burn on his neck. I noticed and because I, you know, everyone's so made up now. Even mm-hmm. guys that they would never even show that, and it's like it's so great because even though it wasn't intentional, it shows that he's like in another. He's like having he's trying to solve the case and he's doesn't care what he looks like. Always thinking about crime, even when oh, it's time to groom himself. Absolutely, which like is especially evident in this episode at the beginning. Like this is the most like they always try to intro Columbo. Like look at this, uh, you know, Rumpley. piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, like like this guy is gross. He's a mess. He's never gonna solve. But with this the case. car, yeah, because yes. he lost. A, a lit cigar in a car when he shows up <laughs> how he's... about how well i'm giving it up i'll let me let me get to it but the the apartment at the end oh my god yeah no, but i'm giving it up anyway we're skipping to... um so yeah i'll jump into the the recap um so basically this episode opens uh like a lot of these do with with two people we've never really seen before uh, one guy is just like a very sweaty and concerned uh, '70s guy. He <laughs> it's, he's pulled the '70s power move of super '70s. Yeah, it's the most '70s just, look and vibe. I was like, Jesus Christ! It's bizarre. I mean, it, it makes sense because that's when it was made. But the yeah, hair. It's yeah. Every the '70s, I think more so than most decades, you can just spot something and be like, that's the fucking '70s. I just like, wanted to like go and trim the back of his neck. Oh, so yeah. badly. Yeah, like bothered, little... I'm like, do you see the fluff there? Like, didn't someone in the hair and makeup department see that and just say, let me just trim Maybe it down that was a the bit. style? Was I the don't fluff? know. I mean, they already very coolly let the razor burn slide. I digress. <laughs> uh, so this guy, Mr. Fluffyhead, uh, is at the bar. 
<laughs> Mr. Fluffyhead's at the bar. That's his name in the show, too. It was it was a very oh. sloppily written episode in that regard. Weird. Uh, he's at the bar and he's doing that 70s thing where he's like, I killed my girlfriend. Like he <laughs> he killed his girlfriend. Uh, everybody was doing it back then. He was then. super pretty. Oh, oh, total fuck. Yeah, he had a super pretty girlfriend and he just like murdered her because. It seemed like a waste of a very pretty body. Yeah, right. So, you know, she was just sitting there for two seconds and he's like, I just got jealous. It was like a very standard story. And you find out pretty quickly that the story is not really going to focus on the first murderer, but rather this like second Which police so commissioner cool. guy. That is very cool. Like they did a like a big old red herring, uh, and then basically this police commissioner dude is like, "Don't worry, I've got you covered." A police commissioner who, by the way, is named Mark Halperin. Yeah, Mark Halperin. Not Mark Halperin. You know that if someone's named Mark Halperin, he's going to be a super bad guy. It's just an evil ass name. Yeah. And so Mark is basically like, "Don't worry, buddy. I'm in with the police. We're going to get our dumbest Italian but, on but, this." Now, why did do you, did it establish why he went to him? I think they're just buddies. They're buddies. I think okay. it's, yeah, they're old school friends. I they, was confused about This it. is just a classic example of dudes being dudes. They Maybe it was like college or something. But yeah, they established these guys have like known each other for years. And maybe they like play at the same country club or whatever fancy guys do. I think it said they were neighbors, right? Well, they are yeah, neighbors. They, they live, yeah. yeah, they live on I'm like sorry. the same block. They live in the same part of town. Uh, and so, yeah, he's like, hey, man, I did this big murder. Can you help me out? I, I know you're the police. And remarkably, he's crying, too. Yeah, he's like weeping because, you know, killing somebody takes a lot out of you, I guess. And so you got to have sympathy for this dude who just did a big murder. Um, and so he tells this police chief what he did. He's like, don't worry, dude, I got you covered. Like, you know, I'm a cop, so I'm going to go ahead and help you. Uh, hide this murder. A head cop. Yeah, he's a, he's the king of cops. King of he's all cops. He's the commissioner. Yeah, he's the commissioner of police. He's Columbo's boss. And uh, so basically he covers it up and stages. He puts on like a little murder outfit. Uh, and he goes over to the guy's house and basically rigs everything up to look like uh, the wife was strangled or whatever. By, uh, by a burglar. By a burglar. Because there had been some burglaries in the neighborhood like leading up to this. And so he basically makes it look like this was a murder, like an escalation of like a third or fourth burglary. And steals her um, diamond bracelets and necklace. Yeah, to make it look like, oh, this guy was stealing stuff and then she walked in the room and the guy panicked and murdered her. And he it's also like, changed her dress into her, into her um, I don't know what it's called, her negligee. Her, oh like, yeah, he changed her into like night clothes, which is like super her creepy. F- fluffy, yeah, right. Just gotta be honest, I didn't really get that. I mean, is the negligee like you're gonna show up and be like, ah, oh, God, a negligee? Well, that means she was burgled, murdered. Again, it was the '70s, so they were just like everything's different in the '70s. No DNA evidence. They were just like, well, the 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 negligee says it must have been nighttime when the when can the I just took say place. that I like aspired for like that kind of you know flimsy robe but i and i actually have something like that and i've worn it exactly zero times and go for the men's underwear and ratty t-shirt look. see you gotta go robe i'm a big robe guy and yeah. I, once you do it you don't turn back don't. It's, i started it in college much to with the, ostrich feathers on that oh yeah just you know the biggest fluffiest robes uh-huh. i can find uh when i moved out here my friends gave me shit because i bought a thinner warm weather robe and they were like so you're really committed to the <laughs> the robe thing huh and i was just like it's nice it's- what you got to do is trim like a foot and a half off the bottom <laughs> one Hi. one of my most embarrassing moments is my my in college uh i was like you know wearing a robe as as you do and i 
uh, was watching a movie on the couch and like fell asleep. And my roommate apparently came home with some girl he had gone out <laughs> with that night. And I was, he said, asleep on the couch. And I was wearing boxers, so it wasn't like scandalous. But he said my my robe had like fallen open, so it looked like I was asleep in like a semi seductive pose <laughs> on the couch. And he just walked in and just like had to explain to this girl like, yeah, sorry, my roommate like fell. It was right when Skyrim had come out. And so I was just like playing video games oh, on the couch oh, oh, okay. until the wee hours of the morning every night. And so he just had She's this. She's like, I'm not into a threesome. Yeah. Well, a threesome with this sleeping, open-robed, homeless <laughs> man on your couch. Um, That's the trick to scoring a threesome. You just fall asleep accidentally in a third location. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I've been that's led to believe. textbook threesome. Mm-hmm. And so the police commissioner helps this guy cover this up. He makes it look like a big burglary, and he's like, all right, we're going to get our most innocuous detective on this. We got Columbo. And Columbo's intro scene is just the most bumbling thing in the world where he like gets out of a car. He's like, hey, sorry, I dropped a lit cigar in your car. Can you help me find it? And they're just like all on their hands and knees, like rooting through this car, and he pulls it out, and the cigar is like still smoking, and he just takes like a couple chomps and drags mm-hmm. off it. And mm-hmm. like, you know, police commissioner's like, you know, success, we've got a real dumb guy on the case. But, you know, lo and behold, it's Columbo. Um, so, in not too long, uh, Columbo starts doing what Columbo does. He starts asking some questions. Uh, things are kind of, you know, more or less like staying together, but like Columbo can tell it's not all that's cracked up to be. Like, meanwhile, the actual guy who was doing burglaries has, like, his own B-plot on the other side of town. Oh, my God, quite something. He's the sweatiest guy. He's, he's just, great. He's, got, he, he's like, I'm sure been in a million. Th- I forgot to look up what he'd been in, but, like, boy, he's definitely got a face for a criminal. He just, yeah, he looks like, like, this he guy awesome. cleaned up playing cat burglars in the 70s. For sure. Just, like, a thin sheen of drunk grease on him at all yeah. times. Like, he must have had somebody with a mister on set. Oh, no, I think that was him. That's just all him, you Look, think? Look, he had bad skin. That's true, yeah. He probably just came in three sheets to the wind. It was kind of like a method thing, yeah. probably. Yeah, Um, And so this guy has his own B-plot where he's like, I swear I didn't kill her. I'm just a regular burglar. Um... Meanwhile, the police commissioner, because he's the police commissioner, is repeatedly telling Columbo, like, hey, man, chill out. Stop being such a cop about this and let my friend kill this lady. He doesn't tell Columbo what he's up to, but Mm -hmm. he's like he's more or less telling Columbo, like, step away from this case or it's going to be bad for you professionally. Uh, Meanwhile, we find out that, like, this police chief has a wealthy wife, like a very wealthy wife. Extremely wealthy. He's who he's obviously married for his yeah, she, she looks older than he. She is. looks a little older. There's clearly no love in this marriage and, at all. Yeah, I'm gonna get back to her hair. The real Macron situation. Yeah, and so like he basically is just like talking to her about how she has all this money and like and how, how her... she's all good works and how she 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 um uh you know wastes her money on ex cons. Yeah, because she runs a charity for mm-hmm, ex cons to try to get them. You know, which is actually quite yeah, wonderful. Yeah, she's trying to do nice things, and he's like, your money's wasted on charity. What you should do is give it to me, one cop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, basically, he's just like, I'm, I'm sick of this, and he drowns her in the bathtub. Uh, he just he pushes her head underwater uh, while she's taking a bath, and she drowns, and then he... You get the feeling he's been waiting for this for a long time, and this is an opportune moment. Yeah, he saw his friend doing a murder as a so chance for him to, to also do a murder. Yes. Murder was in the air, if you will. Yeah, it was... It was the season. And Indeed. Everybody was killing their wives and girlfriends. And uh, so he, he goes ahead and he kills his wife. 
uh, which this drowns her in the bathtub. Drowns her in the bath, which is crucial because that lays down one of Columbo's big things that he and finds out. And what a bath! What a bath! It was. With steps up, which I can't imagine. It was like a pyramid. I can't oh, imagine yeah. getting into that bath. Like, what are you supposed to do? Dive when you get to the top? I feel step? like rich people just have the confidence to walk up a flight of sudsy stairs naked. Yes, but that's also super seventies. Yeah, it's like true. there used to be a commercial. I bet you guys don't know about it growing up and it was for a beautiful Mount Airy Lodge in the Poconos and they were like um beautiful Mount Airy Lodge and there was like a bathtub like that but it was a heart and there was like a couple soaking in oh there was one of those in the Midwest uh in the suburbs of Chicago there was a hotel called Sybaris Jesus and yeah and that sounds evil. It, it definitely had like an evil name, kind of like a yeah, weird play on like Cerberus and Succubus. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was just like a fuck hotel where people could go and it also sounds like Sibian. It was a lot. It was yeah, it also sounds like Sibian. <laughs> There's like a lot of sex adjacent words that collide to make Sibaris. Um <laughs> If you look up on YouTube. Commercials are there and they are hilarious, but they keep hyping up the fact that there's like pools in the rooms yeah. and it just looks like the grossest place in the world. There's like little slides and stuff. It's like, I don't want to ride a slide where <laughs> anyone has had sex within 20 miles. Like <laughs> slides and sex and multiple uses. There is just, just can't not... be enough chlorine to yeah. clean that. Just, yeah. Let me go ahead and send my whole body through this tube somebody <laughs> just fucked in. And that's going to, that's fun for me, I guess. So two things. One, Zandy. Mount Area is absolutely still in business. Is it? Oh, yeah, big time. And they absolutely still run those sexy hot tub ads. But is it like 70s advertisements? I would say it's kind of timeless, but more specifically 70s is, and I don't know if this is Mount Airy or one of their many fierce competitors in the Poconos, but there is one that still advertises uh, this second story champagne flute hot tub for couples. Oh, my God. You know those hotel rooms where there's kind of a lofted second story bed, but you can still look out over the railing down to, you know, the main area of the place? Yeah. So imagine that, but instead of it being a bedroom area, it's just kind of a big frothing cauldron of STDs and things. That sounds classy. Oh, yeah. Height of luxury. What is that flat top type of champagne flute called anyway? Oh, you, those are called, um, those are called like... Uh, I can't remember. They're like, they're supposed to be the size of a woman's breast. You can fit a woman's breast inside like a small, like an A to B breast. Oh, they Do you just, know what I mean? Um, they're called like bosom. They're not called bosom They were just cups. talking about that in the new season of Glow because they're in Vegas. Hold on. I just need some clarity here. Their intended purpose is for a woman to put their breast in it? It's so, no, they're, they're, they're meant to look like you could put a woman's breast in the cup. 70s was a wild time. Everybody was just foisting their jugs into fine glassware. Before the bra was invented, women had yeah, to carry two, two cups with them at all times. <laughs> Attached with rope. Or else, uh, yeah. There are certain unseen. commercials in New York, like the Grand Prospect Hall, where we make your dreams come true, that like stick in your head and beautiful Mount Airy Lodge is one of them. Ah, there are so many like old local Chicago commercials. I'm that I sure. Love. There's one where uh, it's like for, I think an insurance company. It's just an eagle. Yeah. He just goes, I've got something for you. <laughs> and he just lays an egg on top of the car and it's a deal. The egg is a, is an insurance there's one, deal. There's one here for a, a law firm in Burbank. And I think we should do a podcast purely on this thing. Tim Heidegger is obsessed with it. And it's like, 
I'm going to show you guys. It's a work of art of horrible local Ooh, TV. It's like that sounds lovely. sinister. It's so good. Anyway, go on. Um, Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I always will take a break to talk about local ads. Mm. They are some of my favorite. There Amazing. was one about a sexual chicken uh, for sure. a, I went to college in Missouri uh-huh. and Columbia, Missouri has I forget what it's called, but it's uh, it's yeah, it's just like a liquor store slash like general store type thing. Yeah. And I think they might do guns, too, or maybe cool. that's just my that's mind a making it more idea. interesting in the past. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was classic Missouri stuff. Um so anyway, this dude now has killed his wealthy wife and Columbo is like, this doesn't add up. Uh, so he runs a test that basically reveals uh, that uh, in her lungs there was soap uh, mm-hmm. when she drowned, which doesn't uh, track because what he uh, what he does, is he, he tricks the guy who murdered his first girlfriend into looking like the murderer of his wife and trying to dump her body. Because he's pool. like, you are you are. Uh- I, you owe me now. Yeah, he's like, you owe me one, so now you have to go to jail anyway, but for a different murder. Um, which at this point, you'd think this guy would just be like, oh, this is a bad deal for me. I'm going to go ahead and confess to the first murder because Much now better. there's a corrupt police chief. Because it play. was I, was not premeditated. It was a crime of violence. Yeah. Which would be better than... In the 70s, I think that's community service. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do basic levels of violence in mm-hmm. the 70s and you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the definition of insanity was I'm a wealthy man and I was vexed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you... Uh, you could get away with a lot until fairly recently, I feel like. Um, oh, well, I don't know. He he dumps this guy's already dead wife into the pool. And so he basically, the police chief makes it look like the wife drowned in the pool as mm-hmm. opposed to being drowned in her bathtub. But Columbo earlier had talked to the wife and she, with a garden shear, had clipped her sleeve oh, by yeah. accident. And she he put her back in those clothes and she was going to go to an event where she's being honored and Columbo says why would she go in an outfit where she knew she had she had ruined her jacket it's true because she was a woman of means she could obviously have yes you know she cares about she had that stuff. baths in the middle of the day you yeah. know she really cared about Mid-day herself bath. yeah that's just when's the soup. last time you know what I'm saying yeah I'm not sure I've taken a mid I think the last bath I took was I got drunk in Iowa and I took a bath at a, at a motel that they got us for a, a comedy festival. <laughs> I was at a comedy festival and they got us rooms at this like local hotel. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm on vacation in Iowa. I'm going to take a bath. That's what one does yeah, in and Iowa. I, I was just sitting there and I was like, this is not how it should be. This is not how <laughs> baths are supposed to go down. You're not supposed to take a bath in a motel in Iowa. But. Yeah, I didn't get sick, so That's call, good. call that a big win. Um, yeah, best you could hope for. Yeah, <laughs> the best I can hope for was to have survived that experience. <laughs> um, and so now the stage is set for Columbo to lay this trap for the police commissioner, who at this point, uh, Columbo has poked the bear enough that the police commissioner is like, get out of here, Columbo. Uh, and I, does he like formally take his badge and his gun? At the end, yes. Yeah, he, he like... He, he asks for it. He Well, c- does he take Columbo's? Yeah, at the end, you the ask for end. it. Okay. That's what police commissioners do. They take your badge and gun. When they're in the crappy apartment. Yeah, because in the apartment, uh, how does the apartment gambit work again? It hap- it, okay, so he, uh, so he, um, the police commissioner claims that the sweaty guy, burglar, is the one who committed the crimes. And he, uh, and then he f- thinks he finds out the sweaty burglar's um, address and 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 
um, puts the jewels, which are fake, by the way, oh, yeah. who, which are fake because she went to uh, Van Cleef and Arpel and, and Arpels and traded in, you know, got traded in her real jewels and got money for them to give to her boyfriend, her younger boyfriend, oh, yeah. because remember, she's a, a, a woman of 36 and her prospects are dying out. <laughs> so... Um, she looks fine for her age, though, he says. She's beautiful and charming for her age. You know, 36. 36. God, kill me now. And so, uh, yeah, so he plants the, he doesn't know they're fake. He plants the fake jewels under what he thinks is the cons, the burglar's bed. But what happened is that Columbo laid out what he thought was the fake burglar's address, but it's actually Columbo's filthy apartment that <laughs> he just rented, which is confusing because he's supposed to have a wife. It was the 70s. Real estate was cheap. People could have like five, six apartments if they wanted to. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going through a little trouble because he doesn't mention her. What a good economy to be able to just have apartments. Yeah, I mean, you could have a man cave that was in a different area code than your home. That's the dream. Yeah, but it's super crappy, and it's obviously a set, and they've, like, ripped the wallpaper down yeah. or painted it like it's like the paint is crumbling. Well, I mean, crumbling. this is a guy who dropped a lit cigar in a car, picked it up, and continued smoking it. It looks like he's his bed is a lit cigar. So anyway, yeah. he's like, oh, he these are... Oh, shit all the time. Oh, terrible. Definitely cigars. Because he's not showering up. No. Um, although maybe he has like fake dirty raincoats in his oh, closet. That could be. But anyway, then he's like, aha. And then he's like, I, how dare you accuse me of this? I take your, your, um, your badge. And then he's like, this isn't the reason I know that it isn't this guy and that it's you is because, is because this is actually my apartment. And then they arrest him. Which goes down on the list of things that Columbo does that are great traps mm -hmm. that might not hold up in court. Probably not. But you kind of got to wonder whether court was different back then. It, I feel like it had to be. Like, is the burden of proof on the state lesser because like they just didn't have DNA back then and shit? Or I don't know. Because I feel like True. back then, every movie about crime is like a grand game of chess between two people whereas now it's just like all i need is some evidence to tie you to it but maybe it's just that colombo has charisma yeah if i'm being honest though i really don't see a lot of 1970s cops being chess grandmasters and being capable of you know constructing these elaborate ruses that colombo seems to regularly be able to concoct you know he's based he's actually his character is actually based and i let me let me I, you don't like, well, you can quote me on this, but because I'm talking, but uh, I'm not totally sure about this. But I think his character was based on the detective in uh, Crime and Punishment. Oh. And he did this whole thing where he laid traps for Raskolnikov. And uh, I, I'm almost certain, which is super cool because I, it, this does have like a literary kind of flair to it i think colombo does it definitely feels like an old detective novel exactly it feels like... it's well written it's like clever you know it's got grand characters it's how you want to imagine the justice system oh works, my God. where it's just like okay so it's one like of the our... west wing but better yeah exactly where it's like an aspirational version of a thing that's very messed up in real life it's yes. just like oh yes a bunch of smart people sit around and actually think about clues and motive 
uh, as opposed to the reality, which is much bleaker. But other than the occasional like sexist thing that's said, it's actually quite uh, uh, it, it it holds up as you know it holds up as a as a series. It, it's a little timeless. And other... Columbo himself holds up too. He yeah, he's he a good man. Yeah, he doesn't fall into any of the tropes of the era of being like. I don't recall anything sexist coming out of him. And... He said some a couple of things like he's a she's a good looking girl. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Columbo's got eyes. Yeah. Oh, Columbo's canceled. Columbo is canceled. <laughs> I wanted to say that that there are some really great performances in this. Number one, Richard Kiley, who I was like, he sounds familiar. And then I re- he was the original Don Quixote, and he oh. won two. He did a lot of theater, more theater than than uh, television or film, but he won two Tonys. He was... What's that? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I pulled up. I was like, is there a British person in the room? How did this happen? Um, sorry, I was looking up the IMDb page of the uh, guy who played the, the He burglar. was terrific. Um, Val Avery was his name. These are all, like, great actors. Also, um, I, lo- I don't know who the guy was but the guy who played the other detective who is like got a definite like new york accent he was like irish detective like hard-nosed he was fantastic but richard kiley was uh, amazing and you know sometimes when theater actors go to to tv at work they can be really big um, like, for example, Donald Pleasance was a little big, but OK, at time, you know, at times he went a little big, I thought, in the n- next episode we're going to review. But I thought Richard Kiley was really subtle and really great. And I, you know, he, he was magnetic and he was a very good choice for this police commissioner who's supposed to dominate and domineer, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I always thought it was weird, like that, you know, obviously Colombo has a little bit of like a Brooklyn, New Yorkish accent. Sure. And like, a lot of the other cops that you encounter do. And I realized it was because like, I don't really know what an LA cop sounds like. They don't because have, you have like, they don't Boston have. Cop, when you ever, you have Boston cops, what do they sound like? Boston. Sound like Boston. Boston. Guys. You have Southern cops, what do they sound like? Southern guys, New York cops, New York, guys. Chicago cops. So the best I can like imagine is that LA cops sound something like the members of Sublime. <laughs> if I'm ever arrested in Los Angeles, I hope that's how it is. I've listened to like the police commissioner here, and he definitely has a little Southern California in it. But none of these cops do. None of these cops. Oh, it was the seventies. I feel like it was the Wild West. Like all of them had just come out on a caravan or something. I don't know. It's such a new. California is such a new state and it just attracts people from, you know, it's kind of like New York in that most people are not from New York. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't and know. And it's where all the cops who get drummed out of the NYPD go. That's what you do. There we go. Some kind of cap. And a dark cap. Dark cap. Dark. That's it. Just dark, huh? It was night, Lieutenant, and I was a long way away. So something we've noticed watching a lot of these old episodes, and something I'm sure you all will start to notice if you haven't already, is that no matter what the show is, every single episode includes at least one character, if not much more, who is an absolute grade A freak show. Uh, It might be the way they act, the way they dress, the way they talk. Uh, It might be that they just seem like a huge perv. Um, but we have decided to start compiling these, uh, these characters into a weekly segment we call Freak of the Week. 
we each have our own answer. So, Dan, would you like to uh, kick us off? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to go ahead and say I think my my favorite weirdo here is uh, is I think his name was Artie Jessup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Val Avery's character, the the burglar who wasn't killing anybody. He was just a, a, a thief, mm-hmm. just a regular thief. Um, I, I think he was my favorite. I think he uh, he had this constantly damp look that I found very amusing. Uh, he had a thieves code of honor, which I you know uh, I think was best. Yeah, you don't see it anymore. Mm-mm. You don't see a lot of thieves Mm-mm. following a code. Um, yeah, I'd say if there's if there's a weirdo in this episode uh, to give a to give some ups to, I'm gonna I'm gonna give an old Artie. So I'm gonna pick one for a kind of weird reason. Obviously, Mark Halperin's name is pretty weird, but I'm gonna pick him not for that, but because he has Julian from Trailer Park Boys beard. And I know this speaks to just an almost non-existent crossover <laughs> audience, but uh, it, it's such a distinct and specific weird baroque sort of uh, goatee, and I've never seen it on anyone else other than Julian from Trailer Park Boys. I was blown away when I saw it, and I was like, what a freak. So that's my freak of the week, I guess. Okay, well, I'm really shocked that I'm the only one who's saying this. I thought I was going to have to say, yeah, me too. I'm I'm shocked and disappointed at you guys for not picking up on this character. It's the girlfriend of Artie Jessup, who is the weirdo in this episode complete weirdo she's got a like a wig that's like tilted almost falling off her head she's drunk she's wearing furs and like a jewel and she's mad at him because she thinks the place is a dump and she wants him to use the money that he burgled now that he's out of jail to take her to a roller derby i mean i gotta be honest that conforms pretty neatly with my understanding of the 70s, having never lived in the decade. I, I think that's kind of what you did when you got money. You went to the roller derby, right? Yeah, you hit the derby and then you skip town. That's the thief's code. Yeah, but you guys, she, you don't think she's weird? Oh, she's weird. She's weird. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely with you on that. Also, I, I wanted to tie the weirdo with an inanimate objects, which are wigs. There were some wigs in this. Yeah. The, the rich lady's hair. Yeah. Why didn't it fall off in the pool and the tub? It was a quality wig. That's why it was absolutely a wig. Also, who takes a bath wearing? Like I'm surprised that like women who had wigs, who usually took them off when they slept Mm -hmm. and put, had curlers in them. Like, also in the 70s, it was a thing. Like, my mom, who had beautiful hair, had wigs. Good for her. And she, and my dad bought a mannequin, and it would scare the shit out of me because I'd walk <laughs> into the living room and see this, like, and he clothed it in mom's clothes. What? And I'd see it with the wig and the, I don't know, my family was really odd. I feel like that's kind of making a little bit of a comeback right now. I know a couple wigs? girls with, like, wigs they wear out. I mean, it makes sense. It's just really hot. Yeah, well, it's like it's also it'll be like if you want like a really wild color of hair for a night. And yeah, you don't I don't like see it anything time. wrong with it, but what I do see wrong with it is pretending that it's not a wig. Yeah, and wearing it in the tub, I do see something. It's dangerous and in the for pool, the wig. It's yeah. just it, those wigs are expensive. Yeah. So it's, I would say the wigs and that crazy lady who I actually loved and reminded me of a relative of mine is are the weirdos of the week. In a crumpled suit. My money, my inheritance. Wrong, darling. My inheritance.
everybody. We're back with uh, a very Columbo-specific segment. Uh, since everybody already knows now how Columbo was able to catch the bad guys in this episode, we decided it would be fun for us to kind of postulate, as, of, as it were, uh, as to how we would commit these crimes. Not that we would ever commit any crimes if we were to go head-to-head in the grand chess match against Columbo here. So, Dan, do you want to kick it off? So I guess the first question is, like, which killer am I? Like, who am I trying to kill the first girlfriend? Am I trying to kill the wealthy wife? I think we can comfortably say that in this scenario, you would be Mark Halperin, the police chief. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, he he was on to something trying to blame it on a sweaty stooge. That's that's a good move, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the police chief. He's a very powerful man. Mm -hmm. I would probably do, like, the same thing and then just not put Columbo on the case. Right. You would think that Columbo has a rep. Reputation of solving. (laughs) Yeah, he's had three seasons of solving crimes. Yeah, this is. There's been almost probably like twelve or fifteen hours of Columbo (laughs) solving crimes really fucking well. And this guy has probably, at least at the water cooler, heard somebody say like, "Hey, that Italian guy, he's not so bad at solving crimes." That Italian guy was really Jewish. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know, he probably at least had like had caught wind of the idea that Columbo was pretty decent at his job. But p- absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, Dan, have you not heard of this? He thought before? he was better than the best. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it for him. He wanted to prove that he maybe could could outmaneuver Columbo. Right. I think he was just sloppy. For me personally, I thought he just did like it seemed like way too much stuff. Like, why if you're gonna blame it on the guy who already killed his wife, why not just blame both on him? Just go home, kill your wife, and say, This guy killed two women. There you you go, could boom. have like the accessory be the crazy woman in the bar. That's true. See, that's thinking. And then you just pin it all on Marty Jessup. Easy peasy. All right, Zandy, let's hear your diabolical plan. The way I'd get out of this is I I could I would just cast myself as the dead body and then um and then get paid, you know, a certain amount because I'm blonde and then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to kill anybody. That's true. Or I could just pretend to be dead all the time and then kill people. And then my alibi would be that I'm dead. Pretending to be dead is very lucrative. <laughs> Except <laughs> she's a woman past her prime. At the age. the line was, I wrote down the line because it was so good. There were a couple of really good lines. Um, the man said, a man who was, looked like he was 70, by the way, said, she was beautiful and charming for a woman of 36. <laughs> for a woman of 36. <laughs> He's talking like it's colonial times and everyone lived to be like 50 or something. Also, the, um, the, the sweaty guy with the bad hair who mm-hmm. killed his girlfriend in a crime of passion said at one point, um, well, she had been out to, to Colombo. She had been out all day shopping. She was exhausted. Just love it. Different I love times. It. Women be shopping. Women do be shopping. And people don't be talking <laughs> And then about dropping. It. Yeah, and then dropping. <laughs> Getting murdered. I think that's what the full expression actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I just or get in the... a peignoir uh, with fluffy ostrich feather, light blue <laughs> things when, her, when, 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 she really always folded her peignoir mm-hmm. under her pillow. And that was another Which is a way. weird thing to do. Completely. I'm not going to remember my, my, my nightgown I'm going to wear tonight. I unless to fold I fold up my nightgown, put it under my pillow, walk up five to seven steps to my bathtub, put on my best wig, <laughs> and then just soak. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? It's just, it's the seventies, baby. That's yeah, just how we it's behave. Seventies, baby. 
Hey everybody, we're going to be back next week with an all new show to be talking about. We're done with Columbo for the time being and we're going to move on to the classic 80s sitcom Cheers. Uh, and for the first episode, just so everybody's on even footing, we're going to go with the pilot, season one, episode one. If you'd like to listen to it before the show, you can. If not, we're going to make fun of it anyways. All right, bye.